Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, May 19th. Today just so happens to be International Accounting Day. I bet you had no idea, because I know I had no idea. The annual observance was created to promote the professions of accounting and finance. And while the day might not directly apply to all of us, for those of us who hate dealing with numbers and figures and math, like me, it's a good time to think happy thoughts for those who do take on those tasks so we don't have to. Now let's get to that first alert forecast on this Thursday. And good Thursday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovi. Warmer out the door this morning and get ready for a hot day ahead. Temperatures by lunchtime at 91 will be near the record high of 96 degrees this afternoon under a mostly sunny sky. Small chance of a shower or thunderstorm this evening. Most of you will stay dry tomorrow. Dry 96 again before the weekend. We break the heat just a little bit. Upper 80s and low 90s. There will be a few more clouds and the chance of a couple of showers and storms. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Charleston County deputies are investigating after a gunshot victim showed up at MUSC downtown. This following a reported shooting on James Island at 8.30 p.m. last night, deputies responded to reports of gunfire near Jeffrey Road and Lemon Tree Lane on James Island. During that time, authorities say a victim with multiple gunshot wounds arrived at MUSC by vehicle. The sheriff's office says there's currently limited information on what led to that shooting and no arrests have been made. It's not confirmed if the gunshot victim was related to that reported shooting. Today, we're sent to hear from the family of a man once questioned in the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. After the arrest of Raymond Moody, Timothy Taylor was effectively cleared of murder. Today, Taylor's mother is expected to make the family's first public statement about the Drexel case since Moody's arrest. A news conference is scheduled for 11 a.m. at the Masonic Lodge in McClellanville. That's on Old Santee Road. Taylor's name was first floated around the investigation six years ago. He was never officially deemed a suspect, but an FBI agent once testified during an unrelated case that people were pointing the finger at him. Law enforcement recently confirmed Moody has confessed to the murder of Drexel after she disappeared back in 2009. Agents with the State Law Enforcement Division are investigating after an inmate at the Charleston County Jail suffered life-threatening injuries. Officials with the Charleston County Sheriff's Office say this happened just before 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. They say an inmate jumped from the second floor balcony and landed on the first floor. The Sheriff's Office says detention deputies and medical staff tended to the resident until EMS arrived. North Charleston police have arrested a woman for a wreck that left three people dead last fall after she allegedly tried to beat a passing train. 24-year-old Azaria Vanderhorst is charged with three counts of reckless homicide. Police say an Amtrak train hit an SUV that Vanderhorst was driving on Remount Road right near Dutton Street back on October 30th. The crash killed three passengers in that SUV, 22-year-old Tasia Newton, 29-year-old Danielle Branton, and 32-year-old Rashana Lane. Lambright. Well, Lambright's mother is suing Vanderhorst and a club in North Charleston called New Jack City for allegedly overserving her before they got into the wreck. Court records state Vanderhorst disregarded the railroad caution lights and arms and tried to go around the lowered arms in an attempt to beat the train when it hit the SUV. 
Well, what should have been a new chapter in their lives has turned into a nightmare for some Mount Pleasant homeowners. The Midtown Townhomes by Lennar are one of the newer builds in Mount Pleasant. It's located off of Hungry Knife Boulevard, and they're listed as luxury townhomes. From the outside, many would think it's true, but neighbors tell me things have gone very wrong. Mold, ventilation problems, and structural issues are just some of the complaints listed in lawsuits filed against the builder and HVAC contractor. I um, started looking around. I mean, opening closets. Just, I was like, oh my God. I went in the master closet. That was mold just growing. Well, those living there tell me they are fed up as they claim Lennar Home Construction has been dragging its feet with any repairs. All in all, neighbors just want their new homes fixed and for Lennar and the other companies to own up to the problems. And that's why they filed the lawsuits. I will have more on that tonight at 7. Mount Pleasant residents in the Shimwood One neighborhood showed up to a meeting to stop the rezoning of land next to their homes. They came with the motto, keep low country living, low density, and the planning commission agreed with them. Melissa Rademacher explains their argument. People who live near Russell Drive in Mount Pleasant say the town is growing quickly. And while they would welcome new neighbors, they won't welcome a zoning change. Right now, the developer who owns the land off of Coleman Boulevard could build 17 houses, but wants a rezone so they could build 20 to 24. People who live there say it's already crowded with traffic, a nearby school, and drainage issues. They also want to protect the little bit of nature they have, including at least three historic trees the town has marked on the land. And the planning commission agreed with the neighborhood. Consider citizens and current residents who want to preserve our neighborhood by maintaining the current low density residential zoning. We appreciate the development of the land. We would ask the developer to develop the land within the current R1 zone guidelines. And I think we have an obligation to existing homeowners whenever we're dealing with an infill project to do it in a way that's really sensitive to the people Neighbors left the meeting feeling relieved and open to the idea of developing some houses on the land with the zoning as is. The commission is recommending that the town council denies the rezoning request. Town council could still review and choose to allow it. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. The city of Charleston's 20-year peninsula plan expired three years ago, and now the city has committed to hire someone to rewrite the next plan. Yeah, a Charleston-based advocacy group is looking to engage in public conversation to see what the community's priorities are for that new plan. Lauren Quinlan joining us live. And Lauren, what is this group doing to engage with the community? The Historic Charleston Foundation is hosting a free advocacy meeting today called Plan Charleston. At today's meeting, a panel of experts will discuss the community's priorities for the future since the city has changed over the last two decades. The first Peninsula Plan was written in 1999, and since then, the city has changed in a few ways, from development to affordable housing and tourism. The Historic Charleston Foundation has invited experts to spark a conversation with the community about complex topics like livability and environmental changes. The foundation says the challenges of 20 years ago aren't quite the same as today's challenges. We today are thinking more about affordable housing, which wasn't as much of a problem back 20 years ago. We are thinking about making sure we have a diverse economic development and a diverse economic community here in Charleston, and that we really honor all parts of Charleston and all people of Charleston. 
The foundation says it's crucial to begin the discussion with the community now because the city says they are looking to start this project later this year. The meeting starts at 6 p.m. tonight at 360 Meeting Street. The meeting is free and open to the public, but they do ask that you register before attending. You can find a link to do so at our website and clicking on this story at live5news.com. And the Historic Charleston Foundation encourages the community to really engage and ask questions at this meeting. Live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. It was a day that made movie history, but for the wrong reason. On this date in 1987, the film Ishtar with Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty made its premiere. Some consider it one of the worst films ever made. And on this date in 1999, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace opened nationwide. Meanwhile, musician Pete Townsend turned 77 today and singer, actress, and model Grace Jones is 71. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.